So just checking in with your state right now. So a little bit after the meal, might be very sleepy, sluggish, or with it being the last day of the retreat, the last full day, you might be feeling restless and uh, your mind's already home and unpacked and, you know, halfway through next week. So just recognizing, you know, where, what is the mind doing now? Where is the mind now? What kind of state is it? Is there restlessness or dullness? Is there a sense of aversion, ill will, or sense desire? Or a confusion, doubt? See if any of those are present. And also noticing and appreciating the absence of any one of these hindrances. So just checking in can be very simple. And as I said the other day, if you bring mindfulness to the state of mind and you find it's confused in whatever way, you might be confused, you know, with doubt or with greed or with aversion, whatever, then bringing attention, mindful attention to that state will help it to clarify start to see more clearly. So that's not buying into getting involved in the storylines, but seeing it for what it is, knowing it for what it is. And the mind will naturally start to clear, but you have to put the, the effort in to uh, really pay attention and to hold the attention in the right way, where you're not getting drawn in and you're not pushing it away. And if the mind is already clear, if as you sit here your mind is peaceful, clear, settled, then keep putting attention to that clear and settled mind and it will become more clear and more deeply settled. So whatever's going on in the mind, bringing wise attention is a good thing it'll take you in the right direction. So if you find that one of the hindrances is present, you can bring mindfulness. Let's say restlessness is present in the mind, for example. You bring mindfulness to that and you bring the quality of curiosity, investigation, wanting to know and understand more clearly. Dhamma Vijaya is the second factor of enlightenment. So through 
using this investigation of what is going on in the mind. It doesn't have to be a rigorous investigation, but just like an interest so that you, you can discern what's happening. You have more clarity and it might be that you can just keep putting energy into that and the mind clears naturally. Or it might be that you need to use an antidote. So with restlessness, I'm speaking about emphasizing the out-breath. Particularly good on the last day of a retreat because there's all that momentum for becoming onto the next thing tomorrow. So just really being here and letting that out-breath rest, let it settle you. And then like sustaining the energy that it takes to balance, counterbalance the hindrance. And it's very simple. Sometimes words make it sound more complicated than it is. It's, uh, it's very simple. Just paying attention in the right way, understanding what's going on, and meeting it in a way that can balance the energy. So when we do this, we're already exercising those first three enlightenment factors. Just by being mindful, taking an interest, and putting some energy in. And then as we keep applying the energy and the, the right effort, that hindrance at some point will either subside or kind of become irrelevant that the awareness is greater than the hindrance. And as you experience that, then naturally a sense of joy arises. There's a, there's a relief and a space. And it doesn't have to be rapturous. It doesn't have to be exalted. It doesn't have to be an epiphany. But just a kind of like a, ah, oh, that's nice. So all of these enlightenment factors, they can be very subtle. They don't have to be, you know, great uh, pronouncements. And then staying with that enjoyment of the freedom of the hindrances of the mind. And letting the breath settle. Letting it settle the body. Let it settle the mind. And then as you're putting, if you, if you sustain this attention and effort, you just find that the mind collects and even if it just collects a little bit you know we're not talking about deep samadhi necessarily 
just be a bit collected. This is one of the enlightenment factors. So as we pay skillful attention, mindfulness, wisdom, investigation of dhammas, put some effort in, like the whole process naturally unfolds. So sometimes the term enlightenment factors can be uh, can lead to either grasping or pushing away. So for many years I didn't really register those enlightenment factors. Couldn't remember the list, even though it's only seven. Because there's always this sense of like, oh, enlightenment factors, now that's something really big really far off, really final. And uh, I'll deal that with that sometime further on down the road. But uh, what I discover is that it's, they're very ordinary and we're actually using a lot of them a lot of the time anyway. We just have to remember the, the real key is to remember to keep putting in the sustained effort. And it can be subtle effort, it doesn't have to be strong. It's recognizing when something is, when a state of mind is pulling us in the wrong direction and recognizing our wish to realize our true potential. And then just little by little, with our humble means, we start turning things around. So the Buddha was a human being who lived and walked on this planet Earth and taught the Dharma for those with little dust in their eyes, just like us. And what we, all we need is the faith and the confidence and the courage to take those little steps, little steps out of the habits of mind into focusing mindfulness, curiosity and interest, energy, and then just letting the rest of those factors will naturally unfold. We don't have to make them happen. So we can directly, when we find one of the hindrances in the mind, instead of grasping hold of it, identifying with it and becoming it, which is what we habitually do, we see it as an opportunity. This is an opportunity to cultivate or to turn the mind towards enlightenment. So it's a beautiful immediate opportunity.
And recognizing that behind, even, even if we can only get just a, a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of investigation, a little bit of energy, and so on, that behind that little bit, behind that subtle amount or strength of those enlightenment factors, is the enlightened mind just waiting to be realized. It's always, it's always here. So we, we, we kind of, you know, we kind of, clean, it's like cleaning an old oil painting, you know. First of all, you don't see much happening and you just keep rubbing away carefully, carefully. And the colors start to come through, the brightness, the richness. It's just like that. But if you stop cleaning it, it's not gonna get any cleaner. You've got to keep doing the work, little by little. So, just here and now, with this body and mind as it is, this is the place to begin. This is, the, this is from here, right here, as we are, that we begin to follow the Buddha's path of awakening. So if you, even if you can only remember the first three factors, that's good. That's enough to get started. The rest of them will do, the, do themselves. But if you can just remember to bring mindfulness, sense of curiosity, interest, and sustain the energy that it takes to not buy into the state that has arisen, but to, to know it and to see, either counterbalance it or just to see it for what it is. That's enough to get started.
So we have the last formal walking meditation session now of the retreat. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.